Yo, what is up, guys? We are back for round two of the Lost Lands Music Festival live podcast series. I just released the first episode with Lays a few days ago. I hope you guys are digging that. It was wonderful to sit down with her and talk. Today, we have the one and only West Coast rising bass producer that goes by the name of Level. He is part of the DPMO family, which is Funkcase's label and and collective and just this huge family he's built from the ground up. I've had Versa on, I've had Sweet Tooth on, so I had to have Level on when I got the chance to. We talk about his new EP, we talk about the future, some different musical inspirations during COVID. He just put out an EP not too long ago that's like being in the upside down world. We talk about some Stranger Things references. It was a wonderful conversation. Make sure to check out his new EP as well as his other released music. I know he has a lot coming up, so make sure you stay on track with him to see what's in store next. Do not forget you can access exclusive bonus content and ad-free podcast episodes only on my Patreon at www.patreon.com backslash this is Lizzie Jane. Hit the link below. Go check that shit out. Send me a DM. Share this podcast episode and tag me. I will repost you on all of my accounts. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week. And without further ado, get ready for episode number two of the XO podcast live from Lost Lands Music Festival. This is Lizzie Jane, and you're tuning in to the XO Podcast. Hi, Victor. How are you? Good. Good. Absolutely. We were just talking about last night. Yeah, that was wild. Pre-party. Pre-party. Fucking insane. We're back. All the homies. It was. It was crazy because. Transpo, for everybody listening, we're live from the Artist Hotel at Lost Lands. Um, we both have sets this weekend, yeah, yeah. which is super exciting. Victor, you also go by the name of Level. Of course. Part of Funk Case Fam. Yep, DPMO. Yes, gang. yes. I love it, gang gang. But last night, it was like when the Transpo got us there, finally. I don't know if it took you forever to get it there. It did, it did. I was did. like... I don't know if they know where we're going. We're just kind of going in circles. Well, 2019, I don't remember it, like feeling that it took that long to get there. And so last night I was like, holy shit, is it just that I'm anxious and like I'm ready to get Same. there? Or like, you know, I was trying to figure it out. I was like, dude, this feels like forever, bro. We were in the band. It was like Ray Volpe, his girl, Rated R. Like a, it was it was like slam. Yeah, yeah, And he's just like, let's listen to some disco. Let's listen to some tech yeah, house. And then eventually he was asked the driver and he just goes dude do you know where we're going (laughs) can we just all walk through the front gates together but i know that they had like huge issues because of the rain i mean this isn't the first festival that we've seen yeah yeah yeah. it was like bonnaroo and then it was imagine and then yesterday when i saw them post the thing about the camping i was like oh no this shit ain't happening no 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 but it happened. So yeah, yeah. we like made it to the other side. Everything dried up. And today's day one. I feel like we already oh, had this, day this one. This is actually day this one. Is day right, one. This is day one. I forgot yesterday was day zero. I was drinking literally day like zero. Yeah, we yeah, we yeah. started from like the negative hundred level. I was drinking White Claw <laughs> and I had this like 
thought to myself, I'm like, this isn't even day one. Yeah, You need to go home. (laughs) You You need need to to go home. You need to chill out. But it was so dope. And and Mary from Excision's team, I felt like we were in homeroom because we all were eating. (laughs) And she's like, if you plan on playing, you need to stand up and introduce yourself. Solomon King's... uh, Keaton is just like in the back. He's like, everybody stand up. We're going to make a list. And then when he went on stage, he like said everybody's name. And it was it was super cool. Awesome. But That's it awesome. was like all the homies and everybody was playing out their own shit. You played right. out yeah, a yeah, VIP yeah. last night, right? I did. It was the nose for VIP of Snare Science, which is uh, kind of a banger tune. Oh, no. It's definitely <laughs> a banger tune because I thought in the back of my mind that it was the VIP to Impending Doom and then I was like no this I played is a it right different. you played it right yeah, afterwards yeah, yeah. and I was like oh shit that's the one with <laughs> Devin because um, that's how I was kind of exposed to you uh-huh. is through Funkcase's label and through Impending, Impending Doom, Doom. Yeah, yeah, and yeah and it was super cool because now I've gotten to speak to Versa and Sweet Tooth and now right. you and, now me. and yeah, so yeah. we're like covering all of the bases Isn't and awesome? it's it's super cool and it's it's awesome that you kind of have this space to transparently talk to one another exactly um so where are you from originally I'm from Orange County uh, Santa Ana okay uh, so uh, California yeah um but I want to touch back on impending doom because that like literally opened every door for me that, tell me about it tell so, me about it. So Impending Doom was a, was a track that um, Devin and I wrote uh, in 2017. And uh, there is literally 37 versions of it. And before it got signed was the 38th version. And that wasn't even the final. We sent that to Funkase. And uh, he was like, yeah, yeah, this is amazing. Um, I do like the switch, but I feel like that should be the first drop. So we were like, all right, well, let's do the sustain note as the first drop. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure enough, we flipped it over, and he's like, this is it. I'm signing it. Yeah. I was like, yo, holy crap. Funkish just said he's going to sign a tune. A week later, played it at Lost Lines. And so we were like, oh, my God, this is fucking insane. 2019, 2018? This was 2017. That yeah. was the first year, That was the first right? year, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. So, wait, 2018. 2018. 2018. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. So we made it in 2017. He signed it in 2018, played it out for the first time in 2018. Uh, Lost Lines. Yeah. And that's when we knew we were like, dude, this is uh this is it. This, this is, is this it. is our tune. This is our breakout tune to be able to like tell people like, hey, this is us, this is what we do. Do you guys fuck with us or not? <laughs> and I think it's so cool because you rarely get I mean everybody's like journey in this industry is very right. different, mm-hmm. but you rarely break through on one tune. Yeah. Like right? there's very right? few people. Yeah, uh yeah. my good buddies Plasma and Vulcan just released the Pling Plong tune or whatever uh-huh. that everybody's been playing yeah, out. And yeah, I haven't yeah. seen a track like that in like the bass sphere in a while mm-hmm. since Impending Doom. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it really puts you on the map, not only with producers, but it's like you could cut the noise and everybody knows. And they Da-da! know, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, like yeah. your world will be mine. Yeah. I love that. I love oh, that. absolutely. And it has to feel really exhilarating to have someone like James, like Funkcase, yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of believe in you right from there. that. Literally, Dad. Dad. When I talked to Devin, he told me the same story. He's like, this was the thousandth version, and then we turned it in, and I just wanted, like, his feedback. Yeah. <laughs> and then he told me to put this here, and he would fucking sign it. Because he said that Funkcase had been holding on to this label idea via Surface Records for a while, and right. he didn't know right. the right time to put it out. And then he heard your tune, and he's like, that's it. we got to get the competition. Yeah, yeah. Out. And, like, no one really knew. Well, we knew DPMO was a thing, right? Mm-hmm. But we didn't really – we didn't expect for it to become its own, like – uh, you know, self-standing label. It's a huge label. You know? Like, yeah. it's one of, like, I feel like I can, like, count on five fingers how many base labels right. there are that the are, like, predominant label. base labels. Yeah, you have Black DPM Label, DPMO. Yep, exactly. Yeah. And, like, 
that's it. So for it to become that big mm-hmm. and he really focuses on this niche where like you guys do the heavy heavy. Like when you yeah. all get up yeah, there, yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. okay, I ain't back to back in. This is like <laughs> some crazy shit. I'm going to just let them do their thing because it's just this but like people love it like yeah, if they're really yeah. into it and i always compare it to like metal and like oh, the back course. ends do you have influences there that you've kind of drawn from it, totally totally so like growing up um i always kind of experimented with music because i really it, it, it was hard for me to kind of figure myself out as far as like what i felt was um my style of music mm-hmm. and I, I came to a realization that you don't have to kind of pigeonhole yourself and be like oh dude i just listen to metal or i just listen to you know Absolutely. hip-hop you know it's okay to be like you know to have a, a wide like broad uh taste in music it's cool like if anything it's i should i encourage that yeah um so coming uh like growing up as a skateboarder you know i was influenced with like metal and mm-hmm. shit like that you know big fan of job for a cowboy waking the cadaver yes job for a cowboy dude you know I mean? oh yeah you know? so yeah. I, I actually like went to a chain reaction to see uh waking the cadaver uh not waking the cadaver sorry job for a cowboy busted okay. my whole lip and i was like this is a little crazy yeah but that was the first time that i was introduced to like a real mosh pit so with that kind of atmosphere uh atmosphere you, you kind of get the same thing with dubstep and you're like yo we're it's, this is the same thing you know yeah. it's, it's literally the same vibe the song structures are literally if I were to take a metal song and line it up with a dubstep song, it, it would be pretty similar up. because you think of like, I, it has more of, I guess, like a lyric influence sometimes where you right. still have the verse, the pre-chorus, the chorus, et cetera, yeah, yeah, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, when the breakdown comes, that's the drop. Right. And, and I just, when I kind of, I was a metalhead for so long. I really only got into electronic music like 19 years old. Like, okay, okay, Like okay. late 18. And I would see... The mosh pits at EDM shows, and I was like, "You guys don't know how to mosh because because like the metal <laughs> yeah, mosh yeah, yeah, pits yeah, yeah, are yeah. like you know to put your arm out, mm-hmm. you know to like all of the back end of it, but it's developed into this culture where anytime I talk to somebody who is like a fan of DPMO mm-hmm. and a fan of like just like the heavier shit, like yeah. they love metal, yeah, so yeah, it's yeah. really transformed into this genre. And unfortunately, now I feel like when we were growing up metal was a lot bigger you think of like Vans Warped Tour you think of oh, like right, all of right, these right, festivals right, right, right. that don't really exist anymore yeah, 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 and it's really sad because it's like I love that shit like mm-hmm. the circle pit and the two-stepping and like stuff that you don't necessarily see translate into electronic dance music it's getting adopted slowly but, but it's getting adopted slowly and now it's like last night I don't know who it was I think it was maybe like Akios or something he's like I need to see some fucking pits and you just saw them oh, open yeah. up everywhere I thought it was rated R. But, I, maybe it was rated yeah, R. Yeah, 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 I think some people said it a lot over yeah, and over yeah. again. At one point, I felt like it just kept getting like you would see like Uber and like all of them come right, up, right. and you just knew what was gonna happen. I did see it open up though, and I was like, "Holy crap, this is insane!" Like, it's gonna be insane. Like I feel like there's gonna be like walls of death this weekend. Oh yeah, like, oh, sure, that's like a sure. crazy shit. Sure. I'm, I'm trying to get from Rada. He's gonna. Oh my god, <laughs> I haven't even. I feel like I've been like so busy as you too, like mm-hmm. prepping your set because right, it's right, like. Right. I've made the transition recently where, like, I was a resident going from, like, a resident to just playing shows, you know, being booked as, like, a legitimate artist instead of, like, a local playing support. And so now it's, like, when I get these opportunities, instead of, like, testing IDs every week that's maybe not necessarily playable, I'm like, fuck, I got to get every little thing in there. We got to get every edit in there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Do you have, like, some new IDs that you're really excited to play out? Yeah, so um, I tested it last night, and it did really well. So I have a VIP of a song that I released on Subsidia called The Fifth Purge. Okay. Um, And I made it specifically for Lost Lines. Okay. And I had thought about it for weeks and weeks, and, like, for some reason, I just wasn't able to 
to like really focus and sit down and grind it out. But I literally grinded it out in about four hours. And I, when I finally was able to sit down and focus, and I was like, all right, well, I, I, I have an idea. Let's 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 roll with it. Let's see how it goes. Pumped it out in four hours. I was like, yo. Holy crap, why can't I have that kind of motivation all the time? <laughs> all the time. And I speak to people, too. I was just talking to Must Die. He's coming on the podcast tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I wrote my album in three weeks. Which is insane. Which is insane. Like, like if you listen to that album, it seems like this, like, well-crafted piece of art. Right. And I'm someone, especially because I come from another genre, that I'm like always paying attention to little details. I suck at finishing things sometimes. Oh, I don't know sorry. if you've ever gone through like that phase. I feel like that's okay. all of us. Well, that makes me feel like a little bit better because like I can get, I feel like the last like 15 to 20% of a song is the hardest Yeah. because yeah. you can really get it there. But everyone who I talk to, like Peekaboo, Must Die, like, like people who have like bangers, like incredibly yeah, yeah, successful yeah, yeah. artists, they just pump it out. And like it's wild, right? Like Babatunde, however the fuck you say that I'm name. I'm sure they're sitting like, on countless like projects that they don't oh, want to finish. Oh, absolutely, you know I mean? no, for sure. But it's like sometimes you just get that ball rolling, and I think right, that's where, because right. like creativity and inspiration come from, like all of these different things, mm-hmm. and you can't necessarily like pinpoint or have like a theory or method like on from. how to get yourself yeah. in that mindset. So when you're there. It's so important that you take advantage of that oh, time yeah, right, right. to pump it out because right. it's like if you were to walk away, video games, appointment, whatever, uh-huh. you may not have finished you that too, and lose you, lose it. It. you lose it. So, what is your like, I guess, approach to when you like start songs? Are you kind of all over the place, or do you usually start with sound design? Do you usually start with so, arrangement? It's kind of weird because I've not, I don't have like a. I don't really have a method for it. I okay. usually just kind of go with the flow, you know? Mm-hmm. So there's times where I'll start a melody and uh, I'll create a, an amazing intro and for the life of me could not figure out a drum. Yeah. You know? And I'm just like, all right, well, I have this dope intro and I have fucking nothing to do with it. Yeah. So eventually, to, when I get to the point where I get frustrated and can't figure anything out, I'll use that intro and, and send it out to homies. Be like, yo, I, I made this intro. I can't figure out a job. Can you do something with it? You know, can we, let's, let's collab on this and figure something out. I need your help. You know, can you help me out? That kind of thing. Yes. Um, uh, so it, it, and sometimes I'll write a drop and can't figure out an intro, you know? So there's like, it's, it's kind of weird. I kind of, kind of, I kind of take it with, it's kind of case by case. Yeah. Definitely case by case. And there is times where, again, I wish that you could like flip it on like a light switch and be like, I got this from start to finish. Let's mm-hmm. go intro into the drop and finish the whole tune in a day. Um, and when it does happen, it's like you feel you feel amazing, you yes. know. And then a week later, when you're trying to write again, you're like, "Why the hell can I do this?" You feel like you're ready to <laughs> smash your head into the wall. Yeah, you're like, "Dude, what the hell?" It's like sometimes I'll be with students and like we'll be reviewing projects, doing whatever, and I'll come up with ideas and I'm like, "Oh, this will be really sick." I'm like, "Why the fuck can I do this when I'm <laughs> sitting in front of my computer in my studio?" Right, right. And it takes so long to get yourself even to a point where you feel like you can ex- like express and create what you hear in your mind mm-hmm. in the DAW. Right. And do you work in FL? Ableton? I work in Logic. So I feel oh, like in Logic. Okay, Logic cool. Pro-X. So I feel like I'm probably one of, well, maybe Algo too. Me and Algo are probably some of the few. I know Duke and Jones work in Logic. Oh, really? And then I just did a collab with Adam Jason. He's a subsidiary artist too. Okay. Yeah, he's more like melodic. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what are you in? He's like, I'm in Logic. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, right, I yeah. haven't seen Logic in a fucking You're minute. You're going to have to me up with him. <laughs> right? Oh, no, I definitely will because I feel like that's a whole different 
workflow. Yeah, for in sure. Logic. For sure. And and it's kind of like all the DAWs do the same thing, but right, they're all little right, different right, right. languages. Like yeah. like you all just have to figure out like the nooks and crannies of each exactly. one. So is it difficult when you because like you collab with people a lot, like just what you said, because yeah. I think collabing is like so awesome. Mm-hmm. And it is honestly, I like a test collaboration to some of like the best methods and techniques that I've learned right, and, right. and developed because I see other people's takes on things. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I think also like coming from like were you ever in a band? I was. Yeah. Well, so what did you play? <laughs> okay, so let me so I was in three bands actually. Okay. So growing up, uh, my dad's a musician. I come from a long line of a of Same. a family of musicians. Yeah. You know? Um he has this Mexican kinda like uh we call it tropical. Mm-hmm. So he plays, you know, Norteño, cumbias, basically anything you can think of that's Mexican music. Um, so I was in his band for about eight years growing up. And so that's where I learned, you know, my way around the keys and stuff like that. Um, uh, put me on as a drummer for a little bit. And then after that, uh, I've been in band my whole life. So in school, you know, did like four years of drum line, uh, six years of just being in band and stuff like that. And then uh, worked my way into trying to be in the metal band. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't really work out. We did it for about a month, and I realized that I couldn't really rely on my bandmates to, like, want to practice. Dude. So that's when I discovered a dog, you yeah. know? I was like, okay, well, I don't have to... I, I don't need a band. I could be the band myself. I could be the drummer. Mm-hmm. I could be the fucking keyboardist. I could be the I could be the whole ass band in a DAW. So that's what really, like, um, sparked my interest to figure it out, because I was like, okay, I don't have to rely on bandmates to want to practice. I don't have to rely on someone to be like, hey, uh, did you bring your equipment? Is it is your fucking guitar tuned? You know, like that kind of thing. Um, you have it all right there. You, you can literally right be there. the band. You can literally be the band. And that's what, that was my literally sole reason. I've talked to so many other producers mm-hmm. who were in that same exact position. Because I was in a band for a long time and then it would like tame time to go to college. Mm-hmm. And I had to take a step back and say, okay, so can you depend on these people? Do they want it as much as you? Like, everyone has to be on the same page. And obviously, when you get to the level of an artist like you and I are, you need a team. Like, the Mm. team is very important to have a good, supportive team. But at the same time, the majority of the weight still does fall on you. And, like, you are going to dictate whether you succeed or fail. And that's what I thought was super awesome with moving from more of a band structure to individual structure. Because it's like, you can work as hard as you want if you want it. And, like, if it doesn't happen, like, the majority of time it's going to be, like, on your shoulders if it doesn't happen. But it's all, like... God, you get told no by labels so many fucking oh, yeah, times. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. all part of the journey. Like, we're used to being told no. Exactly. But you go from, like, okay, I've got my my drums, and maybe my keyboard is, you know, mapped to MIDI and, and a synth or whatever. Right. But then you've got drums, guitars, bass, vocals. Mm-hmm. There's not much more if you're in a band. Right. But then right. when you go to a DAW, you're like, oh, my God, there's, like, an infinite. I just, like, think it's of endless. an infinity it's sign. Yeah, because it's endless. It's endless. Yeah. And every time I work with somebody... I see another way to approach something. Right, and right, that's, right. like, the cool part where I feel like you can never stop learning. Mm-hmm. And, like, I still take lessons from people. Like, I still, like, watch fucking YouTube oh, yeah, videos sure. and same, watch same. this. Because it's, like, you always will have somebody who's going to be better at you than anything, obviously. Right. And there's always new techniques. And yeah. now there's this whole wave of younger artists that are totally bringing this fresh new twist to bass music oh yeah oh oh, i know and that's kind of fucking really scary i think it's awesome but (laughs) it's awesome but it's awesome from that same point too because it really teaches you to 
Like, these kids weren't being told, oh, you need to fucking gain stage. And you need to right, make sure right, you're right, looking right, at right, the right. spectrum analyzer to see exactly, where all your yeah, frequencies yeah. are. No, they're, they're just, just making it. music. They're just sending it. Yeah, they're and just literally cool. sending it. And, and it, like, shows you that... At the end of the day, if it sounds good, it sounds good. Exactly. There's no there's no right way to make music, and there's no wrong way either. And mm-hmm. I think that's really cool to see, like, um, we're being influenced by a younger generation that uh, that, it, that doesn't have any boundaries. You know what I mean? And so back in the day, you'd be like, oh, you're clipping. You can't do that. You know, you are you have to put a limiter on that. It's, 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 it's clipping way too much. And it's like, well, we can clip if it sounds cool. It's, it's all right. You yeah. Know? And we're in, like, fucking dubstep. Yeah, like, so it's right. Distortion's all right. It's cool. I was talking to somebody yesterday who said they were, um, like, playing support at Eco Stage in D.C. for, like, a show or whatever, like a Kazo show. And the sound guy came up and was like, your waveform's way too big. It shouldn't oh, be that word, big. Word, word. And he's like, I play dubstep. Yeah, I don't know yeah, what yeah, to yeah, tell yeah. you yeah. because everything that we do is very backwards true, of true, the, true, the general true. audio yeah. engineers. Like when I did you like ever go to school for music or did I you didn't. ever take classes? No, okay. It was all so like all self taught. Mm-hmm. No, that's fucking awesome. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. I went for audio engineering, but it was more for, like, Foley sound. It was never for, like, what I do now. Right. But you're taught the basics and the principles of mixing, of mastering, of sound design. Right, and right. it's just fucked when you come to our genre. But that's true, what's so true. cool, though, is because you can get so many cool things out of it. And even now you see, like, video games and movies that have more electronic-based scoring, right, like Junkie right. XL, like a lot of the Marvel movies, like, right? which we're is seeing, we're super seeing more sick. I'm, I'm waiting to just get in there a little bit, like, hey, can I send you guys two? Like, where do, I, where do I submit? No, literally, I just applied for um, actually a job with Blizzard, which okay. is a video game yeah, company, yeah, yeah. like super big video game company, because that is exactly what I want to do. And, like, I love – I just released a remix today on Bygore, and, like, I used a lot of, like, Omnisphere, like, end contact, like, synths where, like, violins and brass yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, trumpets yeah. and Real stuff. And orchestra. it's, like, that all feeds in, like, from, like, my want to, like, score for video games and movies. Dude, that'd be because right. that's a whole nother, like totally. – we have such a skill set mm-hmm. that I feel – like we love this industry so much and we love this like niche thing yeah. but you can apply that to so many things out of right, right, right. and out of dubstep I think like Noisy has scored uh, they've done a lot of they've done a lot yeah. I mean I know they scored a video game yeah and I remember it being like super fire but uh, again with like music you, you can't just like um, there's so many opportunities with what you can do with it you mm-hmm. know like commercials yeah. TikTok and and by the way with God, TikTok, TikTok is fucking it's like dude <gasps> I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on it I feel a lot of people are sleeping on TikTok but do you I, use TikTok? I do and yeah. I've discovered a lot of music through TikTok yeah. you know especially with like some of their advertisements where I'm like bro I don't want to get ads when I'm watching TikToks but low key it's not kind of fire <laughs> so, yeah so I'll look into it you see the Spotify algorithms literally like in the plays being reflected off of TikTok right like, I've right. seen artists blow up oh totally 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 and i just feel like i go i have like a love-hate relationship we're all like have a really good run and then i'm like i can't fucking do this (laughs) shit god damn it because i feel like a lot of artists like i love talking and speaking with other artists but the other end of it is a lot of us are introverts to a certain extent so like when i'm in my mode of creativity I don't want to think about making a fucking TikTok. <laughs> and like, so, so, but it's all like part of the job. Right, you know, social right, media right. is part of the job. Exactly. I think, I think it was Yeti who asked, do you know who Yeti is? Like I the do. really underground producer. Yeah, yeah. He like posted on 
on Facebook the other day and it was just an open-ended discussion. And I love when artists are willing to speak because a lot of artists are afraid to speak like yeah, what's on their sure, mind, especially sure. on social media. For sure. Because that can go very back and forth. Totally, totally. But he was just elaborating on the point of, you know, we live in this age where you know, are the people who make good, funny tweets going to be valued more as a musician influencer and get more better bookings than people who are, like, focusing on their artistry and craft? Right. And I think it's like you have to meet somewhere in the middle. In the middle, for sure. For you sure. have to. You can't ignore one end of it because if you don't have any music, you're going to be like, what the fuck are you doing? Exactly, exactly. And then the other end of it is, yeah, like, you're going to be hindered if you don't have a social media presence. Yeah, and, like, yeah. people want to throw Tipper in there and they want to throw those older guys in there. But they've been doing this since 1990. Like, it's it, we different. live it's in a different. such a different time right, right, right. that, you know, you have to be present and you have to be engaging because you have to be loud. I know. And sometimes I'm just like, man, I just want to, like, post music content. I just want to uh, post podcasts. Okay. But then you got to, like, you got to do the shit posts. You got to do whatever, exactly. whatever. It like, turns into a chore, but there's it days definitely where does. you're like, but, oh, tweet (laughs) people love like the relatability Mm -hmm. and i think the thing that's cool with our industry is you know if somebody tweets at you you can go all the way up the line like you're gonna see it you know like where with like really big artists like kanye west or lady gaga you know they're at this level where they're really not reachable at a relatable level they kind of exist up here but we're at this point where people can (laughs) literally yeah literally um, we're at this point where, you know, people can see you in the crowd, they can high five you, you can mm-hmm. have a conversation right, right. where you build that relatability so they wanna see that translated into the social media process. Yeah, totally, totally. And you kinda have to make a good transition of of, of making sure that your uh, personality in person is also the same as your online presence. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, oh, like, yeah. you can be hella loud online, and then when someone sees you in person, you're like, oh, shit, I don't even want to talk to you. I people. fucking had, I think I had Afterthought on the podcast, um, just, like, remotely over Zoom, uh-huh. and he just said, like, a simple fact of, you know, sometimes I wish I didn't meet people I knew online in real life, because a lot of people put up this, like, facade. Yeah, And, for sure. like, when you meet them in person, you're just... That's who are you? Wait, yeah. who <laughs> like, are you? And, and it's hard, though, because people want you to be loud. So, yeah, like, yeah. you have to find that balance of representing yourself exactly. and, like, staying true to yourself as an exactly. artist. And also, you know, being who you are on both sides. Right, right, right. And I don't know. It's it's just, like, a mindfuck. The journey is so crazy. It and is. It so is. how long have you been kind of, like, being a producer? Like, have you been producing just forever? It's been like a solid twelve years. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I started off making uh, a house music. You know, oh fuck yeah! It's, okay. It's the easiest kind of four by four yes. thing to do, you know. Floor um, on floor. Yeah. Easy, exactly. Yeah. Easy. Easy to fucking get that way. <laughs> right. Right. So uh, just kind of growing up with my cousin being a DJ as well, and uh, kind of showing me the ropes and all that. He's a house music producer and a house DJ. Oh nice. Um, shout out DJ Lights Off. Um, so he uh, he basically showed me everything. He, sh- he he's he's the one that introduced me to Logic. And that's why I've never been able to break out of it. It's because, yeah. you know, it's a, it's a doll that I've worked with my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, kind of just growing up with uh, the era, the Skrillex era, you know, that kind of influenced a lot of people and, and that influenced me. Yeah. And had to kind of, you know, switch gears and give uh, give Dubstep a chance. Yes. And uh, it's been like eight years that I've been producing Dubstep. And, Fuck yeah. And it, t- it takes a long what time. What got to you into so Skrillex? And then like what like made you be like, this is what I want to make? So I've always been really a, I'm a pianist and I love playing the piano. You know, that's, that's kind of my thing. Um, it's my go-to of anything. 
Um, so I was introduced to dubstep with a song by Bar Nine called Piano Tune. Okay. Um, and that's, Bar Nine, yeah. the fucking OG, yeah. OG dude. Oh my OG. goodness. I haven't heard that name in a while. And the intro is beautiful. It's just like, you know, piano, melodic. It's kind of like, kind of like a, a dark vibe. And mm-hmm. it just hits you in the face with the drop. And I was like, dude, what in the fuck is this? And so my friend's like, yeah, this is dubstep. You know, this is, this is uh, what I've been listening to. So, uh, you know, introduced me to Bar 9, Rusko, um, the whole, you know, the whole OG team there. And then got introduced to, uh, to, to like, the, uh, would you call it Terra, I guess? Gerlix would be considered Terra. I feel like he had those moments, those moments. Just but he's just like, bro, yeah, like, you know bro, I mean? yeah, 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 for so sure. So, got introduced to that kind of thing. And I was like, all right, well, coming from, like, uh, a metal background or just, like, just, in, like, rock and So general, relatable. You know what I mean? It's kind of, you can kind of blend all that. So it's cool to be classical. You can have that really in-your-face kind of uh, metal vibe, and you can put it all together into what we call dubstep. stuff. Exactly. <laughs> it's just, it's like a mind fuck. Yeah, 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 But it's so cool because, like, you really can throw anything in there. And what I like, too, is that I'm starting to see people push more boundaries. People right, always right, have, right, right. but I think COVID has brought a lot of people to the forefront that may not sure. have gotten their time of day like PopCon. Like like those people yeah, that yeah, like yeah, yeah. really just fucking blew up from a Twitter post. Which is insane. Like, which is insane. Which is I know why, the two you're talking about. Yeah, right? oh yeah. We like, all know that too. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then it's like it's it's really cool and the internet is beautiful in that mm-hmm. way. Like it sucks in a lot of ways, don't get me wrong. But the internet is cool because you can just connect with people from all over. Totally, and totally. now we're in this age where I feel like we've kind of had this like reset in this industry right, 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 where right. you see like really big producers like posting clips, posting side projects, posting right, just right. like, hey, I'm just like making music to make yeah, music. Totally, totally. And it's really awesome to see those people at like the level that we aspire to be, like headlining stages. Right. And they're still putting fucking flips on SoundCloud. Yeah. And they're doing yeah, this. Yeah, and yeah. that's where I feel like the future is hopefully going. Yeah. And then again, you see people like more kismet. Oh my God. You see yeah. people like uh, Joby right, and like right. just mind bending new shit. Yeah. And there's, boundaries. there's so boundaries. many good fucking producers from overseas. We were just talking about the, the visa issues yesterday. Oh, right. right and right, right. and like how Funkcase wasn't even able to make it to for, for, Forbidden for with yeah. Dr. P. But he's coming this weekend. Yeah, he'll be here tomorrow. Yeah, so he's going to come on the podcast Sunday because we oh, were supposed right. to do it um, last time, but then obviously he couldn't make it. But yeah, that shit is just a bitch because like Odd Profit couldn't make it. Yeah, and then I yeah, even yeah. think of people like Leatrix. Like there's just so many good people overseas. There really is. There really is. And I do have to shout out Nosphere because like we made Star Science together. Mm-hmm. Uh, never did I ever. Dude, I. I is could, he from overseas? He's from Hungary. Oh no! Yeah, he's from Hungary. So like, dude, never. I never thought I'd fucking collab with someone from Hungary. Right. And he's such a monster. Like when we were talking about workflow, this dude pumps tunes out like insane. He's he's a monster. But it'd be awesome to get him out here, and we just can't. You know, it's It's like it it sucks to to kind of exclude some of the bigger, um, some of my bigger influences that aren't really you know big artists, but just like people that I look up to as far as production goes we're blessed to be here in the united states doing this because in order for them to get over here they either have to be picked up by a huge agency Mm -hmm. like not a boutique like a corporate agency or they have to have such a fan base and proof of like income and proof of all of this other shit proof of shows proof of touring and it's so hard to build that fan base if you don't have the opportunity to exactly so what's beautiful is that they're known just for their music Mm -hmm. which is sick 
but it's also a hindrance. And oh, right, I think right, of people right. like Eater. I think of people like Tripol. I think of all of those guys, oh, and man. you're just like, oh, my God. Why can't we get you guys in the stage, Oh, yeah, Like, Paul. all oh, these people sure. that are, like, they're they're now back doing shows in, like, Paris and Hungary and all those places, which is super cool. But, you know, you think of overseas, and you really only just think of Rampage and maybe Tomorrowland or Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, Rampage probably, and, yeah, maybe Tomorrowland. Yeah, yeah. I think that's about it. There's that's only like that. It. The Rampage is, like, a dream. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah. that's that's something where I'm like holy fucking For shit sure. I I'd could play Rampage I'd love to play Rampage someday <laughs> uh, well you definitely will <laughs> being in like Funk Case's family because yeah, I remember yeah, yeah. Devin was telling me you know the year of COVID I'm supposed to play Rampage right 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 and, right. and that's just a fucking bummer right it's, it's yeah. but you know I think it took everybody to a point of self-reflection where do I want to go da 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 because in this industry you can just go from event to event to event to event and totally, like totally. Lee and I, Mustafa were just talking over in the lobby, and you know he has family. He has he has a daughter. He right, has a, right. you know wife lives out in Seattle, and this is just not real life. It's right. not like it is. It is. It is. Don't get me wrong, it but is, like it it's not the reality that like we were raised in. Oh, for so sure. So it's sure. really easy to get lost in this. You kind of broke out of the simulation. Yeah, <laughs> right. Broke out of the simulation, and and it's beautiful because it's so fucking cool. Like. These are like, I am the happiest when I'm here. Oh yeah, for sure. By for far, sure. like I love my home life and I love like. I feel like having, I'm a different person the, in general. I feel like I, I'm a different person. I'm literally sitting there off two white claws and I'm like, dude, I'm <laughs> fucking high right now. Like this is fucking great. But that's just like what it does when you love it. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly, and exactly. and especially this is like dubstep Super Bowl, so it's like it is, it you is. would not get this many artists in the same genre no, in the same no, place. No, no, no. Which is super fucking sick. I mean, I think it's really cool. Like yesterday, that's that's probably what got me the most hyped. Is like seeing a lot of the people that I hadn't seen in a long time, mm-hmm. and just seeing artists that I hadn't had the opportunity to officially meet um, yeah. because of COVID. You know, mm-hmm. so it's like, dude, I finally get to meet you, bro. Like, yes, we're out here, we're doing this together. I see people like from a distance, and I'm like, okay, like I know you, but I don't know you. Like, so I'm just gonna. I mean, it was um, it was a uh, Jordan Jiqui. Okay. I was like standing in the corner, and I was like. I know him, but I don't. But I've done a podcast with you, but I'm going to come and say hi. And I feel like there's so many of those moments because yeah. we've all talked online for so long. Right, right, And right, then right, right. everybody's here. And exactly. you, it feels almost surreal still, even though we've right. been out of COVID for a while. It's just like, whoa, like right? everyone's here. It's like when Even looking out yesterday. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's like everyone looks like ants. Like right, I didn't right. even go out into the crowd yesterday, but I saw videos from it. And it just looks so massive. Tiny little people. Like tiny you know? little people. I think it's cool though. I feel like that actually helps a lot with like playing bigger stages. Whenever you see, um, I hear a lot of people always say like, hey, do you get nervous when you go on stage? And of course we all get nervous when we go on stage. Yeah. But it kind of turns into white noise after a little God, bit. God, I was like shaking yesterday. Oh, right? I my same, USB. Because I, I hadn't like, uh, played in a while and I was like, <laughs> I was, like, looking at the back end of it, and I was like, don't put your USB in wrong. Don't put your USB right, in wrong. Right, right. And then you go, and you're like, fuck. Like, where you're like, okay, don't press pause. <laughs> don't do this. Don't do that. Because right, you're on main right. stage, too. Exactly, exactly. And, like, this you is don't want to be the one to It's the that. only reason I came yesterday, because I was like, I want to fucking play at the, the back to back. I want to sure. play at the pre-party. Sure. That's a fucking amazing opportunity for content. Amazing opportunity to play your own music. Exactly, it's for all those exactly, people. And, exactly. and it's, like, super sick. And, like... You're, are you playing on Soundcamp, Subsidia Stage? I'm playing Subsidia Stage 10 to 11 uh, today. Today? Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Well, I will definitely be there. Um, <laughs> and I'm so, it's it's really cool because they've expanded right. the festival. Right. So right. now there's two extra stages. But 
you know, all the stages will be packed. But last night was like a unique opportunity exactly. to be there, is there with everybody. It's like it's all, it's all everybody right was there. right there. And it's like you're there with everybody. And then at the same time, too, everybody kind of chilled at the back end. And right. then like you had really up and comers up there. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. YDG, Rated R, Sippy, sure. me, like Liz. Awesome. We're all awesome. going back to back. We all got our little, uh, little, little piece moment of the cake. and yeah. a little piece of the cake, which, yeah. is, which is really cool. And, and, it's so awesome to see this festival really being like ran by family. Right. Like I right. feel like I've seen excisions like Jeff's family members like walking around oh, in right. shirts. Yeah. And totally. they're all staying in the houses around mm-hmm. the festival. And mm-hmm. I just think that it's so fucking dope because right, right, you don't right. see stuff like that. No, like at corporate yeah, festivals. Really don't, really don't. And like there's to each their own, but this is literally just like a grassroots thing that is really comparable to the attendance of any major festival. True, true. It also kind of makes us feel like part of the family as well, you know what I mean? Oh my god. Literally when we came in yesterday, I was like, my heart was so happy because Mary was just like, we're so happy to have you here. Shout out Mary. Shout out Mary. We literally (laughs) love you. She's a queen. I met her yesterday finally and I was like, we've like talked back so many times over email and now we're fucking here like face to the name but she knows she's so busy they're all so busy but like for them to take the time to like have the catering for us have dinner oh right right. everybody was out there there were thousands of people out there and she's just like enjoy your dinner have your tilapia and then everybody (laughs) introduce yourself and you guys are all gonna go play and i was like oh my god this is it was literally like a family thing and then like like the people who've been around for like years, like Sullivan King, Kaiwachi, they were all like, "Hey, like welcome. You guys are all welcome." And like, you don't get that at other festivals you really don't. at all, you really don't. at all. Yeah. Like when you go to other festivals, I like don't even talk to people. Sometimes I come in with the team, yeah, yeah, do yeah. my thing. You see the people like in your genre, and you like hang out, but it's nothing like yesterday. Yeah, well, it's, it's almost kind of rare to meet the person that actually booked you at like a major festival. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's like I'd like to thank everyone that you know. That books me and try and meet them, but mm-hmm. like with bigger festivals, you really—it's not do ideal. That. Sometimes they aren't yeah. even there. Exactly. Like, yeah. Exactly. So it's it's really fucking sick. So tell me about the future for you. So I'm trying to. Uh, we were talking about you know exploring different genres yeah. and stuff like that. Um, a couple of years ago, if anything, I want to say at least five or six years ago, it was kind of like a no-no to be um, uh, like a multi-genre artist. It was. You know what I mean? It was like, no, you I have to just do dubstep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's like you have to do dubstep, and if you're dubstep, that's all you can do. Mm-hmm. You can't really branch out. So uh, recently, at the uh, past couple of shows I've been playing, uh, I've been testing out a new like drum and bass ID, um, and uh, I'm trying to mix in this like fast... 4x4, 150, kind of like... Like speed core. Speed core yeah, kind of that's fucking And it goes sick. off every time I play it. So oh. I'm just like, all right, well, people... It, it's okay to splash that kind of shit into, into your sets and kind of introduce them to uh, the new style that you're trying to go for. Um, and, of course, it's 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 going to be dubstep from, you know, from here on out. Mm-hmm. But you can splash these new little ideas. Yeah. And uh, test them at shows. And if they go off, you kind of... You, 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 can, you can get a crowd reaction or you can get a feel for the crowd reaction and know what people like. You yeah. Know? So... It's cool to kind of just explore, and so I'll be doing a lot more exploring in yes. the future. I'm gonna. Um, uh, we recently put out an EP uh, this past Wednesday. Um, oh shit! Where okay. we uh, we explored with a really really slow like down tempo stuff. We nice. sped down. Are you gonna tunes. play all that stuff tonight? I don't know about play it out, but I am playing the other two tunes that are on okay. the EP. So there's Sweet. two that are like you know 150 regular dubstep kind of shit. Yeah, and then we slowed those down really, really, really slow, but they sound right. Is it like slow. super dark or is it like down tempo? I couldn't even explain it. I got it. I got it. I'll link it below too, yeah, so everybody yeah. can check them out. That's so exciting. You're gonna have though. to go into it with an open mind though, because it, it's 
fucking weird. <laughs> no, but that's awesome. Like, I I do not like when I listen to new pieces of art from people and don't hear, like, anything different. I'm yeah. just like, okay. Yeah. Like, I want to hear stuff that's, like, out there. So the way the, uh, the way that I think about the CP is, like, imagine... Uh, do you watch Stranger Things? I've watched Stranger Things, okay. yes. Okay, so the two tunes that are at original speed um, are, like, what we're at right now. Okay. The tunes that are slowed down is, like, being in the upside down. So imagine listening to those oh, tunes that's in the sick. upside down. You okay. I mean? So you got to kind of... That's, gotta, like, a concept, almost, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, in yeah. itself. That's actually really so sick. So they're pretty fucking weird. Like, I was talking to somebody the other day. I can't remember who it was, but... They watch movies with the sound off when they produce. Why? And for like inspiration. Oh, we're, okay. so like they'll like they'll watch, try and score it. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, like to try and score it or write like certain like pieces of like music. Got and I was like, it. that's kind of a good idea. That's, sometimes, yeah, that's what God, I'm, I'm an idiot. Like sometimes I'll have fucking Netflix on my phone next to my monitor and I'll be like sound designing <laughs> and I'll be like, okay, like I guess we're here today. Right, right, um, right. But yeah, it's just it's crazy where people draw inspiration from. But that's really sick to think of right. those two kind of analogies right, for the right. flip side so you're, you're, yeah you're in the upside down listening to some really uh weird, weird shit, shit. <laughs> that's fucking dope well i'll definitely make sure to link it below thank you so much for coming on today thank Victor. You for yeah you for absolutely me. um you're set tonight some city yes, stage some city 10, stage. To 11. 10 to 11 fuck yeah let's fucking do it i Hell really yeah. appreciate you thank you so podcast live from lost lands our hotel there we go Thank you guys for yet again tuning into another episode of the EXO podcast. Next week, we have a huge week with special guests Must Die and Grabbits coming on to the podcast live from Lost Lands. Make sure to hit that subscribe button on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Subscribe to my YouTube channel if you guys can want this to continue and really like what I'm doing and hopefully are learning something, you know, from our conversations. That is the only reason why I'm here and continue to have these conversations with these artists so that you can hear transparently what their journey has been like and what the other side of the industry is like to exist in on the, um, you know, the other side of the rave. Have a great week. I will see you fuckers next week for another episode of the EXO podcast. <laughs>